And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 152 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Welcome back, everybody. Sup? We're here. We're here again, doing this thing again, talking about comics again. For the 152nd time. <laughs> How was everybody's week? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Normal, standard, mm-hmm. way to go week. Mm-hmm. It was a busy week for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first three days of the week were characterized by just nothing going right. It was so busy, Jen used up all of her words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For this episode, the part of Jen will be played by Teller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I forgot to be silent. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Too late. We won't tell Pin. <laughs> okay. Jen is Teller. Don't tell anybody. Especially not Pin. It doesn't work in an audio medium. It, it just, just doesn't. I was, I was just listening to the uh, the, the lawnmower oh. outside. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's not a lawnmower. Um, it's a tree mulcher. It's a tree mulcher. A bunch <laughs> oh, of trees have come down in my neighborhood, and yeah. they're being cleaned up today. Better. Okay. Uh, sorry for the terrible audio experience. Yeah, we'll it's like it. an ASMR thing for people. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, the that's M that's your thing. That's, right. <laughs> that's your ASMR thing is tree ASM mulching. Mulch. <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay. Um, yes, comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Invisible Kingdom number one, the new series from G Willow Wilson and Christian Ward. Wow. This is beautiful. I was going to say, I don't know what I like better, the story or the art. Both. <laughs> the answer Both. is yes. Space nuns having fun. Sure. Okay. Mean fun. My my mother's favorite wall calendar. Well, she is has space a couple, nuns? She There's, there is a series of calendars one can find called Nuns Having Fun that are well, that sounds nuns adorable. wearing habits like swinging on playground swings or whatever. <laughs> That's adorable. Zip lining. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, actually, that, that would be the flying nun. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to make like you are legally obliged to make a flying nun joke if you're doing that, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's a good habit to get into, at least. Groan. Space nuns having fun. Yes. Um. Yeah. So this is at least to start off. This is kind of a two. We've got two different characters that we're following through mm-hmm. their separate storylines, which very clearly are going to uh, run into each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Follow that accounting trail. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of which is this new initiate who uh, we see her on her journey like to the, the uh, convent. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's called the convent. I don't know. Um, but the Space Nun headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> The space nunnery. Uh, the space nunnery. There you go. She gets herself to a space nunnery. 
It's true. And um, she is brought in, and we see that, you know, even all nuns are not necessarily so nice. And, uh, but the equivalent of like the mother superior is Mm -hmm. very kind to her and brings her in and, you know, starts her on her journey. And then she makes a discovery that may not be so great. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we have a space captain who is clearly working for, uh, uh, the Amazon of the future. (laughs) (laughs) Looks. Looks. A veritable Uh, Philip J. Fry, if ever there were one. (laughs) Um, I think she might be more capable. Okay, Alila, if ever there were. Yeah. There you go. So they are, she's trying to deliver, she's a basically a, a cargo delivery for this interplanetary express. consumer. Yeah, express consumer Amazon, delivery. Amazon, yes. Yeah, yeah, Amazon, right. Um, and she ends up having to crash her ship because some maintenance wasn't done that was supposed to get done. and. Uh, in the process, obviously, she goes to check and make sure the cargo is okay, and makes a discovery on a in a different but related way to uh, to what the nun finds out. Yeah, the initiate finds out. So that's the summary there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much what happens. It's a good, good book. It's a good, so good good book. Yeah, it, it, it's very clear. There's a lot of setup in this. Yeah, and but there's a lot of stuff that we don't get. Like we right. You see a lot of this religion, but you don't see like why are they called nuns? N O N E, nuns. Right. I would have I would have assumed that it was because they lose their name, but they don't. They keep their names, so I don't I don't get it. I don't understand, but I want to. I want to understand. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about this. So. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed this too, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. I could just look at it again. Yes, but that's bad podcasting. I know. No, no, let's take a moment and just flip through the pages on digitally, digitally yeah. at that. So you don't even get the good page whooshing, whooshing noise. So, yeah, all the silence that was just cut was us doing that. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. That 15 minutes of page turning that we just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we basically just all sat here and silently reread the book. Yeah, that's it good. It's yeah. good for me. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, the, fantastic. If you're at all interested, you should definitely pick this up. Highly recommend. Cool. Batman, number 67. Um, wow, we, we pretty much could re- just about read this whole book to him. Now look. <laughs> it is the fastest I've ever read a Batman comic. <laughs> it is. Just because it's a mostly silent issue doesn't mean you should read it. It's not silent. It's not mostly silent. There's no, a lot of noises. Effects. It's mostly sound effects. Yeah. It is a mostly wordless issue. Yes. The The... Truth between them remains unspoken. Can be summed up in two words. <laughs> well, one word repeated twice. Beep beep. That's it. <laughs> Most importantly, in this issue, we have the return of a beloved Batman character. Yes, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Indeed, we do. The yeah. long-awaited return of Porky Pig. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, if I remember, I think I saw something tweeted about this is the unintentional prequel to uh, the Batman. Wrote uh, Batman, uh, uh, Elmer Fudd. Yeah, cool story. Yeah. That's cool. Prequel or sequel? Uh, does it I really? Thought it said prequel, but maybe okay. maybe not. Yeah. yeah. My question is more: Does it really matter? The other one couldn't possibly be in continuity. Correct. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fair enough. Unless he has recurring nightmares about this after. Well, maybe it's maybe it's one of the nightmares. <laughs> How about that. Yeah. 
be good. Batman oh. is chasing a masked assailant. Mm-hmm. And the entire thing plays out as one long chase scene, and it's very well done. It is quite well done, yes. But most importantly, Porky returns. Yes. Yes, he does. There's a lot that's of good our, our, our favorite splish, 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 splish going on. Yeah. Crash. Ah. Uh... <laughs> no, nope, nope, wrong one. Oh, so close. Miss you. <laughs> so close, and yet so far. Good, good art in here. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. I and like... hey, I said this then, but like, if 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 anybody didn't read that Magnus series that that Jorge Fornes drew, this was Jorge Fornes. Oh, nice! That whole series was this pretty. Yeah, it's pretty beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I think I also read we've got two more issues in the Nightmares. Yeah, for its conclusion. Looking forward to it. Yes. High level number two, Brian. Oh, man. You were convincing Jen earlier that she needs to read this. I was. Uh, this is Rob Sheridan. Uh, I can't remember. I don't think I talked about number one when it came out. Yes, we did. We talked did about we? it together. Okay. Yes. I, I couldn't remember. Um, but I really, really, I, I like this main character. I really love her. Her atti- Like, she seems very real in what her attitude is in this world. Um, very much a kind of a realist. Um, but... She really, we really get the uh, the full weight of what her mission is, or you know, kind of is going to end up being. Um, she's not one hundred percent accepting of it right now, but uh, and we get an introduction to who this person is and how this is going to play out a lot more. Um, and you know, although it's not great for them, um, I I love these two characters, and I, I think I'm really going to like this story. I told Jen, it's a little bit of kind of into the Badlands in that you have these different factions, and there's this supposed hierarchy or structure that's there that may not really be what it seems. And yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Love Into the Badlands. Teen Titans, number 28. The beginning of the Terminus Agenda. The Terminus Agenda. Also known as the Atlanta Plot. Okay, so they're going to reveal that they're eating people, right? It's, it's a Walking Dead thing. Never mind. Oh. oh. No. <laughs> no, but he, but Slade does go to Covington. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, that's where he goes to get his hair cut. What? <laughs> Seriously? What? <laughs> and Damn. all the people in the barber shop are named after dead writers. Oh, yeah, he walks in and the two guys <laughs> playing chess are Marvin, uh, George. Oh. Which, I guess George Perez isn't dead. No, he's not. So they're former writers. Yeah. Is Mar- Mar- Mar's not okay. dead either. Yeah. All right. Well, he Lynn, just wrote The Raven. Lynn series. is. <laughs> yes. Lynn is. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they're all former Titans. They're all former Titans writers. writers. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yes. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But Robin basically organized the, the Teen Titans that and convinces them that they have to take down Slate, Deathstroke. As he often does, yes. Tells lies to get them to do it. Of course. Yeah. Emmy calls him on his bullshit. Oh, nice. Go, but Emmy. goes along with it anyway. Goes along oh, with man. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, what else does she have to do? Not stupidly go try to capture Deathstroke? Eh. Well. Where's the fun in that? I mean, they did. Living. <laughs> they did, though. They did. And then someone learned Robin's terrible... Oubliette secret. He did quickly too. Yeah. All right. One might say in a flash. A kid flash. <laughs> yes. Uh, Oubliette, yeah. such a great word, and we don't get to use it. Enough. I would agree. It is a wonderful word yeah. to say. Um, 
it, uh, yeah, this is going to continue in Deathstroke next week. Yes. So more sure. crossover. Yeah. Yeah. It's four issues. It's it's, yeah. one of the, it's one of those quick two series. Which, if you're going to do a crossover, that's the way to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like four issues, two of each series, two series involved, and you're done. Yeah. Boom. I like it. And this is your reminder: don't read the Deathstroke solicitation or the Teen Titans solicitation. Yeah, I'm not reading those. Avengers number seventeen, which begins the the. Uh, chunk that we've got here of like four different books that connect to one another in different ways but not all to each other so buckle and up not in everybody. the same way they don't connect in the same way right yeah. <laughs> it's like a like a game of telephone i'm gonna need a chart or a graph I or something which reminds me i wonder if they've announced hickman's new thing yet <laughs> i don't think that panel's till later okay um, so so if there was a character who was presented himself as completely weak and depowered and like but like you've heard all these rumors about how powerful and and amazing and deceitful and all this he was would you trust him no i don't They're trust all very listen, dumb for doing listen this. i don't trust anyone ever <laughs> period Ever. Oh, by the way, did I mention this guy's name is Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Dr. Acula? Nice. It's Dr. Acula, yes, from the musical. I, I yes. do. I do trust Dr. Acula. That's He's the one a person. Bedside His diagnoses are always spot on. Yeah. Cured my migraines. Especially, anyway. especially if you have blood disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? If you may. Oh, we'll, we'll yes. talk about that later. Hematologist. That's his specialty. <laughs> Phlebotomist. Okay. Uh, that's, good. that's good. I like that one, too. I've always said I'd rather ha- rather have a bottle in front of me than a phlebotomist in front of me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, yeah, Dracula convinces the uh, the Russians to um, put him in a safe place where he can live out the remainder of his days as a as a weak old man. He's and, only a week old. No. Yeah. He but, he's a Benjamin Button. Oh, okay. But um, they're like, oh, yeah, we have the perfect place. We'll send you somewhere that you'll just love. And so they send him Miami. to Chernobyl. Oh, okay. Right? And, thinking, right. Thinking, oh, yeah, here, have this. He's like, perfect. And then we find out what his real plan was all along. To become radioactive? No. There okay. was never any war. Uh, he was manipulated. The other vampires were in on the plan. This was them all manipulating them to get Chernobyl to rebuild a new kingdom after, like, real estate moguls and all that had bought up Transylvania. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, the the head of this hunt, the, this force that was hunting all the vampires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his son. Oh, okay. Yeah. The head was his son, yes. The head was his son, right, yes. So this is, like, a weird Castlevania? Kind yes. of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Like, oh man, you deceptive little son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a little bit of connective tissue to Thor in this. One in the way that I'm sure we'll get Jen to go catch up on this this week, which is Thor the murder pup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also, both this and Thor this week. Uh, get us to a point where we are ready to enter the War of the Realms. Yeah, Thor was all about uh, setup for that. Yeah. Cool. Um, which, 
was cool because it was a lot about Freya and her using hammers and like basically the whole issue is told from her perspective it's sort of the the companion piece to the last issue that was all from Correct. Odin from Odin's point of view yes this is her as Thor's mother being like no nah, he can do this he doesn't need the hammer but look if he can't i got a hammer and i know how to use it <laughs> nice um and then we get like a backup that's kind of checking in with some of the major players kind of hearing his call to arms, hearing the thunder and wanting to get back into it. Yeah. Um, and we learn that Jane Foster's cancer is in full remission. <gasps> yep. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's healthy again. And she's and... very shocked and seems to not know exactly what that means for yeah. her now. Maybe she can pull Mjolnir out of the sun. <laughs> Mjolnir's in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, did you see the name of the boat that Thori and the goat were on? I did not. Nasher. Nice. That's his boat. That's Thor's boat. I know, right? Yeah. I love it. Um, Actually, Tooth Nasher, I think. Yeah, is the whole yeah. Name of Tooth me. Nasher. Right yeah. Meanwhile, also in the Avengers, No Road Home. Who's at the center of this one, Brian? The Sumerian. Conan. The Smooth Boy. Conan the Smooth Boy. Um, yeah, so I think we mentioned at the end of the last issue of this that Scarlet Witch gets thrown into Samaria and finds and is found by, kind of rescued by Conan. This issue is almost completely their story and journey of going to where the shard is that, that disappeared there. Yeah. They're not in the mood for kale or arugula or anything like that. They, they want, want some, some good shard. shard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, oh my god, Scarlet Witch makes a fantastic companion to Conan. Like, I did not think that was going to fit and work nearly as well as it did, but it was a pretty amazing. Yeah. Yes. No, I enjoyed them together. And, like, I don't know. There was more of a thought there. And it went away. It just <laughs> okay. evaporated from my brain. Um, Poof. Yeah, and it seems Ooh. like everything's going to be okay at the end. And then, of course, you know, we're not done with this series. Yeah. This so is only issue so six. <laughs> so it's not. Um, but the the big the other big thing that happens in this that um, that really ties into the the last book we're going to talk about is um, so in the nightmare world where nightmare the realm of nightmares I guess yeah nightmares realm yeah nightmares realm um, in the last issue we saw Rack, Rocket and Hulk and Hawkeye Hawkeye Clint Barton defeat Nix's son. Yeah. The Grievous. one who induces nightmares. Um, I can't remember what his name is. Shoot. And, like, the reason that everyone is kind of off in these different corners are to find these these shards that are Nix's powers that were cast away and hidden in different realms by Zeus. And at the end of this, having reclaimed the one from Nightmare's realm, yeah. Hulk takes it. And absorbs its power into himself. Yeah, he shatters it and absorbs oh. the power. Which back in uh, 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 Samaria, we learn, basically we, we, we get this framed as a dream that both Scarlet Witch and Conan are having. Right. And Conan recognizes the Hulk as an agent of Krom. Yeah. Oh. As, yeah, like a very, like maybe even like the, almost the agent of Krom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, Brian mentioned that this ties into the fourth book we're talking about here. 
This moment connects to a moment in Hulk this week. Mm-hmm. In which we learn that the Hulk that has been driving since Banner came back to life. Since the Immortal Hulk started. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, is not the same Hulk personality that normally is the Hulk. It's the Devil Hulk. Mm-hmm. Which was a different Hulk that I'm guessing sometime in the 60s or 70s, probably. This I, this one I don't know because I yeah. was not a... I, I imagine this is a little older, maybe. Just from yeah. the art style yes. that they throw back to yeah, in the flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, like Banner locks away to never come out because this Hulk could destroy the world. Like that's, yeah, one of his purposes is to destroy the world. Yeah. And in here we learn that, like, yes, he wants to destroy the world before anyone else can through corporate greed or inaction or whatever because then some people might manage to survive right and in no other path forward does he think anyone would survive or as hawkeye calls him oh so you're the green hulk Mm. not hawkeye samson oh what's your i'm sorry you're right because it was in it was in yeah Yeah, samson calls him oh you mean the green so you're the green hulk that's like nice um and then in No Road Home, that's why he's absorbed these powers, because yeah. he's going to do his Destroy the World thing. So there's a lot of, like, overlap between those two, because yeah. Al Ewing is your I really like how Conan recognizes him as a creature of crime, and how he describes it. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, that sounds exactly like Hulk. And I think there was a lot of skepticism. I know I heard this in the comic shop for the last couple of weeks. Like, a lot of skepticism about Conan in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And I actually think it was really well done here. I do, too. So, uh, he is not there yet. He is in his no, own but, universe right but now. But the connection is, I think, The solid. connection mm-hmm. is being made, and it's being made in a fair, somewhat realistic, man, like a justifiable manner, yeah. I guess. Well, and, I mean, the creative team on this, writing-wise, is Al Ewing and yeah. Jim Zub and Mark Wade. And all of them have their skills. And they've talked before about how like they'll divvy things up. Yeah. I would bet money that the structure of bringing Conan in is a Mark Wade thing. Because that idea of taking history and continuity and recontextualizing and plugging stuff together is something like his whole career just about yeah, is based that's on. Yeah, that's You're not wrong there. So. I, do, I did like the, uh, the, the Diana Bruce moment that we get between uh, Conan and... Uh-huh. Uh, Scarlet Witch, though, in Wanda. Yeah. yeah. Huh. They almost spooch. There's an almost. <laughs> <laughs> Will they? Won't they? But she has someone back home. Yeah. Doctor Voodoo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel, number three. How good is this book, Jeff? It's so good. This book is so good. I fucking love Care. Like... Hey, I love Carol Danvers again. So I much. love her. So much. Yeah, her in charge in this book is really, really good. Yeah. 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 She gets into that Sun Tzu that I know you're all about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, as soon as she started quoting, I was like, oh, oh, oh. hey, girl. <laughs> this is my favorite verse. I love it. Well, and I like that she uses some lesser known <laughs> yeah. of his. I mean, some of them are very well known at this point, but yeah. Yeah. Um, This book is playing to her strengths, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes it work so well. Well, there's a line early in it. um, Something the effect of no loss being acceptable or whatever. 
right. that mm-hmm. almost, like, almost that part I read that I'm like, okay, I can almost get into Civil War II headspace. Almost I can see how that happens now. Like, if you can give me a foothold into that, you are doing something right. Um, yeah. I'm not saying it makes me love Civil War too. I still, like, I can see where she was in Civil War, and I can see how she got there, and it's fine. I don't love it. I don't love her from right. Civil War. I hate her from Civil War, actually. I hate her a lot. But she is, she's come around, and now yeah. I love her again, so. Well, that's what I was like. I, I, I think they've done a good job. I mean, Kelly Thompson is Kelly Thompson. Kelly oh, Thompson yeah. Is fantastic. Yeah. But. Kelly like, Thompson could probably write a story about a piece of poop on the sidewalk and make me love it. It's fine. The idea that, like, even in that little way that's not about that, she could slip in something that's like, okay, no, I understand her a little better and can get that. Yeah. In a way that is still moving past and away from it. Like, I appreciate yes. that. Yes. Please move very far away from it. Yeah. That could well be. Could yeah. Well be. yeah. Uh, and in addition to what they're doing specifically with her character, this story, I think, works as a reintroduction to her as well. Yeah. I think they both are working well. Yeah. So I super don't want to hate Som. I super don't. Because I super kind of like Som. But I feel like I'm super going to hate Som. I'm with you. I want him to be good. <laughs> I know. I have. There's so much hope there. It's, you know what? I'm, I'm almost hoping it's like the double reverse, right? Because at this point, you kind of expect the reverse. Yeah. Right? I'm almost hoping it's a double reverse. And you find out it's not. Yeah. I'm really working for my fa- Oh, wait. That person. <laughs> wait. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, because then it's like okay, but there's there's literally zero trust there. Period. I not do not <laughs> disagree there. Yeah, and I love that. Like Carol is that way. Like oh yeah, I love that she's not naive. Yes, she's right? not stupid. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. Right. Oh, we're gonna let him keep doing what he's doing, but we're gonna watch him. It's fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, how about the at, at, that and end? Who shows up at the end? Oh man. <laughs> Are we good? We can. can. Biggest rematch of Carol's life. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. She's, oh, she's, oh, it's going to be bad though, right? Like, it's going to be bad. I I, I don't think it's going to be good. (laughs) Okay, so spoilers, it's Rogue. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I love Kelly Thompson and I trust Kelly Thompson. And I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. And I love Kelly Thompson writing Rogue. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. But if anyone else right now were like, I want to rematch Rogue and Captain Marvel, I'd be like, peace, now I'm done. Yeah. Like, it's that kind of thing for me. No, this case closed, done, walk kind of thing. But but now you kind of have to, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, back to that trust. Well, and here's the thing. I think she knows it is a super, super delicate thing that has to get yeah. done here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just... And this way, if she does it right, nobody ever has to do it again. <gasps> but it's comics, so someone will try anyway. I know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There are like a handful of characters whenever someone asks me, well, what should I read? I'm like, don't go back. Accept that you're not going to know answers and just start with this thing. Yeah. And if you need to Google to fill in blanks, Google to fill in blanks. And like Rogue is one of those characters and a little bit Captain Marvel is one of those characters. And Scarlet yeah. Witch is one of those characters and like. There's a lot of really, really good Captain Marvel, though. There is, but it's also like at some point Kelly you've Sue. got to. Oh no, no, no! Anything? No, no. <laughs> Kelly Sue like on fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like, okay, let's yeah, do seven, forced seven. marriage and pregnancy plot. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Uh, I'm talking like actual like. Well, we have to have a woman, otherwise we're going to get people yelling at us about not having a woman. So let's let them be a trauma sponge. 
Yeah. Yeah. Days of comics. Yeah. No. No, don't don't go back. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, I will say, I'm... She's not hiding any of that. Like, she's bringing it all no, out. No, I and, know. And, like, throwing it, like... And that's... And I feel like she's trying to, like, deal with that and get it out of the way. Yes. And that's why I trust her to right. do this. Yeah. But... If it were not a writer I trust to do it and to handle it well, like in the same way that her Jessica Jones stuff yeah. handles it really well okay. with a way that doesn't feel exploitative, like I, I would be walking. So, yeah, I think the best way to read about the history of, of Cat is to read about the history of them, not yeah. actually go read the stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. So, what the, the new girl. The what's her superhero name? Hazmat. Hazmat. Yeah. Um, Jin. Why yeah, did there have to be a there, second Jin? Yeah. I was here first, and I'm going to be known by some dumb nickname. This is the Jin argument. Period. The end and done that I've had my entire life. Oh my god, there's another Jin. No fuck, they're going to call me something else. Yeah. That's why I go by Jenna actually, because there's hardly ever another Jenna. Uh, there were four Alexes in my high school. I went by last name. Mm, there were four. With my whole name. Yeah. My whole name. Oh. My whole name. Oh. And one of them got pregnant my freshman year. Oh, that's 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 nice association. Oh, yeah. So everybody <laughs> kept coming up to me. Congratulations, I heard you're pregnant. I'm like, oh, somebody would have to tell me that. Thanks. That's, that's, I think you have to do something in order for that to happen, though, right? Poor little precious baby me was, <laughs> no. Oh, my. There's an Immaculate Conception joke in here somewhere. Probably. But... Immaculate Inception. Ugh. Better than a forced <laughs> a marriage and forced impregnation. <laughs> Is that yeah. the sequel to Inception? Yes. Probably. I haven't seen Inception, so I don't know. Yeah, I know. You always fall asleep during it, you say. I do. <laughs> Just or, that or do you? Uh, wait, wait. It's very soon. Or do you? <laughs> <laughs> A or... movie about sleep. Oh, I could. <laughs> it was so weird. I was dreaming that I was having a dream. I don't know what. I was dreaming and then the city twisted up on me. I don't know what's going on here, but that's what happened. Yeah. Must have been dreaming about Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else on Captain Marvel? It's uh, so good. Yeah. I so, like so it. good. Like Spider-Man Life Story number one. It's also so good. But not what I expected it to be. It's kind of exactly what I expected yeah. it to be. Is it, yeah. Is it, I thought it was going to be a little more skimmy, but cover a longer period of time. No. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes you sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I you thought, figured like two pages per year. For yeah, like that kind of thing. Right. And it would, and it, but no, this is like a very specific point in his life, maybe a week of his life. Yeah. In this time, in the 60s, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And, which is fine. I mean, I like I really enjoyed it. It's just not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's more of, we get these, at least in the first issue, we get this, this like you said, like a week, this mm-hmm. sort of touchstone moment that is Peter asking out Gwen and meeting Norman for the first time. And uh, Flash Norman is. going off to war, mm-hmm. and Norman saying, "I know your secret. <laughs> Come outside and play." Peter Parker. Um, and then Peter meeting Cap 
in the course of all of this, mm-hmm. and it ties to Vietnam and Peter asking, "Should I go? I have these powers." Yeah, I helping him. love there's, there's this whole that. backdrop of the story yeah. against the Vietnam War and what heroes. Because here's the thing, and I've always I've always kind of wondered that like there was so much written with obviously heroes and in their involvement in World War Two. Yeah, but then you don't hear about that with Korea or Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like we 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 also let origins that involve those conflicts update to kind of live in that right. seven year eight year marvel shadow yes um like tony started out in vietnam and then went to iraq and then that's his sort of canonical right deal now um but i like the way they frame they take Vietnam and they leave it at Vietnam, which it originally right. would have been. Mm-hmm. And they frame Flash as, well, I'm going because I'm inspired by Peter, or by Spider-Man. By Spider-Man. Right. And Peter says, well, I don't know if I should be doing this or not. Should Spider-Man do it? Should I unmask? And you've got Cap saying, I'm going to go because I need to see what it's about. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily your deal. You're doing good here. You'll know what to do. Right. Trust yourself. That's what I love is that everybody's telling him, you know, you you are doing good things here. If you don't feel like you need to go and save that area, you need to save this area, that's fine. And then we get a coda at the end that is Cap in Vietnam protecting a a local family from American soldiers and being accused of turning traitor. And I think that, that moment, if not that specifically, that kind of thing is going to be indicative of what the through line for this ends up being, where we see kind of the world through Peter's eyes, but also get these glimpses of where other characters are at. Clearly, yeah. this Vietnam is a war between Cap and Iron Man. Like we get a passing res- response. Yes. You tell yeah. you tell Tony that these people are under my protection, right? Um, and my guess is like. Obviously, as time goes on and people are aging in real time, and this things are going to go further out from what we know. From what we know, yes. But yeah, the think, next one's in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. So I think those those touchstone moments are right. going to stay in that way. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But like the world history around it's going to take a bigger, yeah, bigger role. Yeah, and like I said, I I I, I got the impression we were kind of just like kind of skipping across the pond, like a we grand design. Yeah, much more like grand design. Not pro- probably not quite that pulled back yeah right but um but yeah but i'm cool with this too like i said i it was very cool to see these different yeah. questions being asked and, and i i love the attention that they paid to both setting but especially clothing in this one like clothing yeah. oh, and yeah. hair like yeah some like there are panels in this that are just like peter walks in a room and he's in this like burgundy orangish corded sweater with this high turtleneck yes. and a red jacket and like, mm. this is the most sixties and Harry's wearing beads. It looks as ridiculous to me as it always has, but it also like looks right for this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Yep. Um I Norman Osborne's hair and Harry Osborne's hair almost makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that alone is worth an Eisner. Uh. I liked it though. Good job, yeah. Chip. Yeah, uh, and it's Mark Bagley on art. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. X Men Corner because I'm gonna put Scott Summers in a corner because <laughs> I can every chance you get, <laughs> every chance I get. Uncanny X Men's real, real good. Yeah, I, it is. I cannot stress how much I'm liking this book right now. 
Yeah, me too. Like I said, I, in my opinion, best X-Men since, yeah. at least since the 80s. Yeah. I mean, and it's still framed in, like, the same kind of context of society is ostracizing. But it moves about that and more to straight-up survival. Like, it's so desperate. The characters are so desperate to find any any foothold they can and kind of have accepted just existing at this point as sort of a suicide mission. So let's do what we can yeah. while we can. Yep. Jeez. Um, it's almost post-apocalyptic. Almost. For, in their eyes. Yeah. Damn. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, apocalyptic, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's busy trying to that get That wasn't even late. the joke I was making. <laughs> but Brian, that's, yeah. that was nice. Uh, post-coital apocalyptic, got it. Post-coital apocalyptic. Um, got to get some of Apocalypse extracts. Uh, Made the earth move, baby. The sky come tumbling down. But, yeah, so what were you saying? Yeah, I don't know. It kind of got <laughs> away from me. About, um, yeah, about survival. And no, no, I know. Uh, it's still framed in a way that feels authentic to the X-Men, but it's such a different kind of X-Men story. It's not about trying to prove anything or earn anything. It's just about trying to do whatever the right things that they can do are left. That they, you know, trying to do whatever is left that they can. Yep. It was the better way of phrasing that. Um, it's like, okay, we're going to make a deal with a foreign government through a back channel to get a place for the Morlocks that they can live above ground and be safe. Right. We're going to make this deal with Dark Beast to hold him as our prisoner, but also, like, use the skills he has and hope he doesn't fuck us over. Right. Uh, Because we need them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just everyone hates Scott, and all he can do (laughs) is take it on the chin. Oh. You know what I like, though, is... They all still hate Scott, but they are—they seem to really respect what he's doing. Yeah, and that's a very good place for that character. Right and I mean, now. as love as much as I love to play up how much I hate Scott Summers, like like he's a good leader. <laughs> well, that's not what I was going to say at all. <laughs> I was going to say n- n- no. He I has leadership he, thrust upon him a lot. I think there are good and interesting things you can do with him in storytelling and this does do that yeah cool you know i didn't say he's always leads people in the right direction or in to do the right things well then he's not a good leader (laughs) no he's a good leader in that he knows how to lead whether that's the right way or not he is an effective demagogue oh i gotcha gotcha yes maybe i should say he's an effective leader not a good leader he's an effective Demagogue. Yeah. I think that's the important distinction here. <laughs> um, also, you know, if you're going to stab Wolverine in the eye, don't complain that you've chipped your blade. That's your own fault. <laughs> I know. That's your own, own fault. You know there's adamantium back there, you yeah. idiot. Well, I mean, she didn't she did stay. I mean, it's not like it's going to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might hurt. It's going to hurt. Well, it's just it, not going to, you know, mortally wound. Right. Also, hey, I'm glad I didn't read this because I stuff. It's it's so funny. It's so it's funny. Right. Really good. I, he's just standing there with this knife sticking out, like, uh, yelling at her. And eventually she just schluck. It's, uh, it's Callisto. No. Yeah. Oh, no. No. 
And it's, and it's still got Ileana, so I'm all Nice. Yeah. <sighs> and I, I enjoy the uh, uh, warlock infested. Yes. New mutants. Indeed. Ron Friend is hurt. <laughs> so good. West Coast Avengers, number nine. Brian's quote of the week. Everybody read this book. We must save this book. It must happen. Although there's one character who's already convinced, I think. Well, I mean, it's going to end at 10. There's no doubt of it. All we get is... That's fair. We can get more in the future, That's a la fair. Wasp. That's fair. And um, my quote of the week is, is actually the shirt that Quentin decides to put on. And it is... I'm ready for the reboot. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Quentin. Although, he does do this in the first page. The, the, the bottom panel of him. <laughs> I love how he's like, shoo, get away from me, Jeff. And yeah. then, fuck it. No, Jeff. And then he's got a Jeff in his lap. Yes, yeah. that's Duncan. Because <laughs> Jeff is the best. I think yeah. Jeff is Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still surprised. I'm surprised when we walked in here, you did not have little shark costumes on your dogs. I thought about it. They couldn't get here in time. Oh, wow. someday, someday. But uh, th- this whole thing is right there in the middle of Marvel's like big into vampires right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're um, they're deep into captured vampire territory, and uh, the the backup arrives. We get a new hero. Yeah, yeah, and learn the history of somebody. It was actually really kind of cool. I'm okay with that. Um, and then we get a surprise twist at the end. What that twist? And I'd say it's pretty high stakes, too. I would say it is. <laughs> I would definitely say it Fucking is. nerds. <laughs> Someone's a vampire. Oh, no. Yep. How how do you do all this vampire stuff, but make Jubilee not be one anymore Aww. before that? I'm Aww. so sad. This all could be even better by also including oh. Jubilee. That was it. That was the other shirt we couldn't think of. I devamped Jubilee. Oh, that was it. Was that was the yeah. one. Yes. yes. We have to do that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No more talkies. No, I'm teasing. Teasing. I'm not talking. I'm not telling. Okay. We're plotting. <laughs> Brian, you're not laughing. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? I was, oh, that's me laughing. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Future note, Jen doesn't evil laugh. I do Which a, book was that this week? I do a very good evil laugh, but it's too good because I'm oh. actually evil. So right. I have to tone it down some. Right. You can't reveal your true self. Okay, but for you real, before people think I'm being mean to Jen, which book is that that they did that in this week? Uh, that was in Animorphs. Oh, that was in Animorphs. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. That book that's not covered on this podcast. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm just going to pull back the screen a little bit. Um... 24 books on my pull list, five trades, <laughs> an Animorphs, two plays, all in under 48 hours. Yeah. Here's how the sausage gets made, folks. <laughs> There's a little bit of bleed in what I've read. Ew. After I said sausage? Come on. <laughs> something something vampires? No, I don't know. Oh. I, was, I was just thinking blood sausage. <laughs> all right. No, that you brought it back home. I'll That's stick fine. to blood oranges. Oh, blood. also that. Blood mm. oranges. Solbeso and blood orange soda. Oh. I'm going to go that time of year. Fuck yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, sorry, that was Animorphs. But hey, mine's at York, Jenna, me, Meg, Tim. Listen, Y-E-E-R-K. <laughs> Brian, that one time. The current episode that's out, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Our most recent, episode 17. 
We should have had you on 18. 18 was hilarious. <laughs> Dark red. Yes. Um, this is where my phlebotomist joke actually came from, so thanks, Tim Seeley. Uh, a vampire living in the heartland trying really hard to not be seen um and a bunch of other vampires show up it's good it's really good and you think that the vampire is gonna be like because he's the main character you think he's gonna be the good guy he's not he's not a good guy you guys he's not a good guy at all and he actually gives me a lot of anxiety but this book was really good and i have to keep reading it why does he give you so much anxiety because he is nostalgic he he He's, he is nostalgic to the point of being damaging. Things were better back then. Ah. Uh, yeah. Good old days and shit like that. Nostalgia is a toxic impulse. It impulse. is. Yeah. You you remember the good parts. You try not to remember the bad parts. That's how your brain works. Yeah, nostalgia has a place, but yeah. And accurate recounting things is not it. <laughs> no, no. Brains are flawed, people. Mm-hmm. Brains very, are designed to memorize, very minimize recollection of pain. Yes. Yours and other people's. Yes. yes. Yeah, this book is good. Yeah. If you like vampires and weirdness. Yeah. yeah. And and holy water steaks. Fuck yeah, that was great. <laughs> is it still good? Aquaman, number 46. Brian. Honey, you got real ugly. But then you got it under control. <laughs> Justice League, number 20. Brian. Um, Justice League sees the best... And maybe now the worst of potential future. Naomi number three. We learn that D's not nuts. <laughs> He's just from another planet. Bitterroot number five. Uh, maybe you shouldn't count off people who end up thrown into demon realms. Because they might just come back to save your life. And this book is so fucking good. Everyone should read it. Please read it. I want more of it. Please. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number four. Uh, Peter saves a couple of kids and the neighborhood comes to help cover his back. Guardians of the Galaxy, number three, Jin. Peter Quill might just actually be over Gamora, uh, but hey, look, we're going to get Gamora. Meet the Scrolls, number two, Brian. Um, How pizza can save the day. Oh. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number four. Miles and company play hooky, and the vice principal is on to them. Uh, Venom, number 12. The symbiote decides that it should do what is best for Eddie and everyone else involved and go its own way. That is a very mature decision. Wolverine, Infinity Watch, number 2. I mean, this book is Logan and Loki trying to save a kid armed with only a bat studded with time gem fragments in it. How are you not reading this? But how am I not reading this? I don't know. How are you not reading this? (laughs) It's very good. The first scene of this is like, in the future, old old Thor and old Phoenix Wolverine like, be like, well, I hope they can do it. How are we going to figure it out? I don't know. We could read the book over there. If, if they did it, it'll change. Well, okay. And they go and it cuts to the book. And like it's just covered in all these water rings where they've sat their beers <laughs> with their meads on it. <laughs> so fucking good. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Yeah. 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 Sabrina, the Teenage Witch number one. Speaking of Kelly Thompson being very good. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that was Kelly Thompson. Okay, that's on my list too. 
Yeah, that's Kelly Thompson. Five issue mini. All right. Brian. Uh-huh. You have uh, a, a first issue of Dial H for Hero. Yeah. On your list. I, this was always one of those that I enjoy. Kind of, there's kind of like the the what if books or those yeah. that always, like everyone is kind of a different one. And some of them kind of fail horribly and some of them are really, really cool and fantastic. Yeah. But it's always fun to watch even the train wrecks because, you know, yeah, yeah this, is, uh, this is about the hero dial, which if you don't know in DC Universe is, it comes from like an old rotary phone dial <laughs> idea, <laughs> but you can dial H-E-R-O and every time you do, the you become a different hero with different powers and different abilities. and Yeah. yeah. So every issue, they, they became something different. And it's not like... I'm going to pull Superman's powers, or I'm going to pull the Flash's right. powers. It's like, I'm going to pull Open Window Man's powers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They, like, they like become all the characters that would be created, like, in Great Lakes Avengers, or... <laughs> yeah. They're the people who can't make the cut for Doom Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Which is why sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, but they're yeah. always fun. Yeah. It's another show I've got to catch up on. Doom Patrol. Oh, so I've seen good. the first two. Yeah. I hear Animal Vegetable Mineral Man shows up. I haven't even started it yet. The show is great. We should have like a Doom Patrol marathon one day. Yeah. Um, and like there was one time where uh, they did a they did a, a book called Dial H for Horror because you could also spell horror. Yeah. And that was a like a I think it was a Halloween special. Anyway, Dial H for Hero. Cool. Looking forward yep. to it. It's Six part of Bendis' new line. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Jin, mm-hmm. Bad Luck Chuck number one. Yeah, this is a book about a woman named uh, Charlene Manchester, Chuck. Yeah. And she was cursed at birth to have bad luck. So now she hires out her, her curse for people who want to profit from it. So like she'll come to your house and your house will burn down and you'll get the insurance money. And she's stuck between like these religious fanatics and corporations and all this other stuff. It sounded right up my alley. Yeah. I remember we talked about this during solicitations, I think. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like sounds like you could hire her to go eat in a competitor's restaurant and it would like get hit by a meteor or something, right? So, yeah. 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 <laughs> something. Well, I've pulled out my own hero dial. Have and you? I dialed H for hero. And what'd you come up with? And I am now, uh, uh, I possess all the powers and knowledge of famous superhero Wayne Bruce. But I don't understand this oh, next God. note on my list. So, what is Detective Comics number 1000? Does does Wayne Bruce know The one Kent person Clark? who doesn't know who Batman is. Yes. Yeah, but he's good friends with Kent Clark, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. Wayne Bruce yes. is from Poughkeepsie. They keep in touch via MySpace. There you go, there you go. They yeah, used I mean, to I, use Friendster. I was about to say, I'm glad you didn't say Friendster, but then you went there. Yeah, they used to use Friendster, but they got kind of tired of it. Although, they're thinking about, we're thinking about moving away from MySpace now, since MySpace has... Lost like five years worth of our data, but it's still better than Tumblr. These guys became friends on CompuServe. Get the hell out of here. Oh, yeah. We've got like three digit ID numbers. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. I have a coworker, Dave. Yeah. Just to clarify this, Dave. Okay. (laughs) Who called for tech support a couple of years back because he couldn't log into his CompuServe account. And the person on the other end of the phone, when he gave them his, his ID number, his, yeah. his account number, says to him, I'm sorry, we have to have more digits than that. There are only three. 
Like, I don't know what to tell you. That's my ID number. Try putting zeros yeah, in front say, of you it. You put a bunch of zeros first. Like, oh, that works. Yeah. I've never seen an ID number that low that I, wasn't internal. I have, this, I have the same problem with my employee ID number at work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it's too old. <laughs> like, but you started the company. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. Yeah. Before Wayne Bruce's mind flees, tell me, who am Batman? Who am Batman? Batman am character who was introduced in Detective Comics and is, uh, yeah, this, Detective Comics number 1000 is coming out next week. Uh, much like the Action Comics 1000 from a few months ago. Uh, they're doing, you know, a series of decade covers, different decade variant yeah. covers. Which uh, one are you getting, Brian? Do you wonder? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I'm getting Ryan. all reds. I'm getting Mike all reds cover. Are you? Excellent. Yeah. Is that the 70s? I think it's the it? 60s. Okay. So it's one of the two. It's either 60s or 70s. Yeah, my, probably my God, I like the, the 40s and the 60s and the 70s are probably my favorite yeah. ones. But anyway, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's going to be a celebration thing. So yeah. yeah, it's next week. Keep on waiting for it. Cool. And let's see this here. I've got a couple of trades on mine. Okay. Um, one is actually an original graphic novel. It is part of DC's initiative to do more all-ages mm -hmm. and YA comics. Um, I'm not sure which of those two lines it's from, but it is called Mara Tidebreaker. Yeah. Ooh. And it is I think a, that's the teen line. I think it is, I think too. it is, too, yeah. But it is a an original graphic novel about Mara, and I don't think it's any secret how much we love Mara here. Oh. On this podcast, we stand Mara. Um... <laughs> There's someone who listens who thinks, oh, that Alex guy's like in his early 20s or something. No. <laughs> no. Nah. I just listen to too many podcasts uh, and sometimes talk like a child. Yeah. Yeah. We love to embarrass I the mean, teens. We read comic books. Ain't none of us grown up. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. But also I referenced TikTok well, last hey, week. So. <laughs> Duncan right. did not like TikTok. No. Nope. <laughs> it's because he wakes up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. It's true. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, anyway, um, Maritide Breaker, read. Good, good. I'm sure. I'm excited. Yeah. Brian, mm -hmm. tell me about Peter Cannon Thunderbolt number three. Um, yeah, we've talked about Peter Cannon. It's, yes, this we is have. Just it's so a, good. It's just a fantastic series. And, you know, uh, I will take in the opportunity once again to plug. If you haven't, there's only two issues before this one. Yep. And only two them. issues after. Yeah. So go get this one. Uh, uh, go get the first two and be ready for this to come out on Wednesday, and then you'll be all caught up. You know who we need to and get to fantastic. read this, Mike. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Mike, Mike would dig Mike this. Is I think definitely going to yeah. love this, or absolutely hate it. It will be one of the two. Yeah, there will be no. It ball will be an extreme. That's we said for sure. Mike's going to read it, so that's, <laughs> that's the only two possible reactions. But it's a commentary on the holy text. My last thing is Coda number one, which uh, Coda volume one, volume one, volume yeah. one, Coda volume one. This is a Cy Spurrier book, right? I just blanked on who actually writes yeah, it. Yeah, I believe it is, yes. Doop -a -doop -a -doo. I'm Googling. That sounds right. Do a Google. Yeah, yeah. it's Cy Spurrier. Oh. Uh -huh. um, this I'm, is his, like... Yeah. Huh? I read the first three issues of this. I read the first one. I'm like, I'm going to love this in trade. Yeah. And the trade is coming out, and I know I'm going to love it. Noise. This, like, his, this is his take on a high fantasy book that is not influenced by, like, mm. the sort of European, English mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings... Yeah, low fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Conan is generally considered low fantasy. 
Yeah, this is not Conan style. This is this Mm-mm. is high fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah, this is his take on high fantasy, but without the aesthetic and I got you. I got mythological you. Okay. influences of like Tolkien esque. Okay, elves yeah. are pretty, and the world is, you know, this pristine, beautiful place, got except it. where got it's it. evil. Got it. Got it. Okay, it's not based in like World War One, World War Two prejudices built out as yes, yes, fantasy realms. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. It's got a it's got amazing art. It's absolutely beautiful, mm-hmm. and I am so ready for this trade. Nice. Either of you got anything else? Nope. No. Nope. Mention mine. Anything to promote? Plug? No. No. Cool. Go to your local comic book store. Support them. Yeah. Yeah. Free comic book day is coming up. We should get to work May on our 4th. annual article. We missed we it should, last year. Yeah. 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 May fourth, free comic book day. May the fourth be with you and your comic shop. There you go. Right. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We are available wherever you listen to podcasts, unless it's Spotify. <laughs> I know we're not there. We're not. I'm not going to tell a lie. I know we're not there. Uh, you can visit us on our website at panelologypodcast.com. If you would like to support us, you can write and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can share us with people, or if you are feeling financially generous, you can visit us at patreon.com slash panelology. If you support us at the $5 level every month, you get a cool shot glass. Yes. If you would like to buy Panelology merch, you can go to bit.ly slash Panelology merch. Panelology and merch are both capitalized, and that matters in this case. Jin got her Panelology t-shirt today. Yeah, I did. It's beautiful. I got the red one, um, but it also looks really, really good in black and blue. You can get it in whatever color you want. You can't. I'm gonna have to you get can a get well, stickers. That's not true. If you wear the uh, female, the women's shirts, yeah, um, it's it's more limited in colors. Oh, uh, that's shitty. It is shitty, but I think it's because it's cut different. It's different material. Yeah, true. But I mean, you can easily get the men's style shirts. Yeah. In any color. I'm gonna have to do that. Stop wearing my own self homemade ones. Yeah, your homebrew merch. <laughs> yes. Homebrew By the way, we're gonna have to talk about licensing fees. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah Brian. <laughs> yeah. Tim, that goes for you, too. I know you're listening. <laughs> Ooh, called out. Ooh. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Uh, but yes, Panelology merch, bit.ly slash that. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Go forth and read. Mm-hmm.